0: From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.
2: Good morning and happy Monday. Yeah, can I say happy Monday? Is that... It's certainly not equivalent to happy Friday. (laughs) Hope you had a great weekend. I want to start off with some stories to put a smile on your face, some encouraging things that are going on in our world. As you know, your host is not shy at all about the issue of life, and I celebrate every single victory in this particular area. Every single victory. So, for that reason, I celebrate the fact that Utah's governor is planning to sign an abortion clinic ban. It would effectively ban abortion clinics from operating in the state altogether. This means hospitals will soon be the places, the only places, where they can be provided in the state. This passed through the state senate in Utah on Thursday with minor amendments, turned to the Utah House of Representatives Friday morning, was approved, then sent to the governor for final approval less than a year after the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Utah Governor Spencer Cox saying he's going to sign the legislation, which also clarifies the definition of abortion to address legal liability concerns providers voiced about the way exceptions are worded in state law, provision he and Republican lawmakers called a compromise. One of the concerns with the trigger bill that medical providers had across the state a lack of clarity that would have made it hard for them to perform legal abortions the measure is one of several members of utah's republican supermajority state house passed this year while abortion restrictions approved in years past are on hold because of a state court injunction there's fierce opposition from business civil liberties and abortion rights groups including planned parenthood that's shocking which operates three of the four abortion clinics in the state. The ACLU of Utah sending a letter to the governor demanding that he veto this. The executive director writing it interferes with people's rights and pushes essential abortion care out of reach. Boy, isn't this terrible. We can't kill people so easily. Any case, we celebrate Any effort to preserve life, especially the lives of those who are the most innocent among us. Absolutely vital. This next story, I came across as I was visiting my mother. I believe it was on Thursday. I was in Kentucky and watching this story, and we were just... Our hearts were deeply touched by it. I love kids, and I love kids who are uh, very insightful. They pay attention, they have big hearts, and sometimes they are inclined to do some big things. Today's show, reporting on this story a little eight year old, his name is Kazan Hunter. One of his favorite things to do was to have breakfast at his local Waffle House in Little Rock, Arkansas. Sometimes with his grandpa, but often his parents and siblings. And when he went to this Waffle House, he met his favorite waiter. His name is Devante Gardner. They met about a year ago. He would always talk about Devante, how much he liked this guy. They were there about every weekend. Gardner, who is the server, said every time this kid comes in, give him a high five. And he memorizes Kazin's order scrambled eggs with cheese, no toast, hash browns covered with cheese, and an Arnold Palmer. <laughs> like a true Southerner, Arnold Palmer. Wonderful kid. Tells me jokes every time he comes in. Hunter says the family got to know Gardner better over time. Learning about his wife, Alyssa, daughters, Jade, and Amora. They realized that this guy was a real light in the world. They always sat in his section, smiles all the time, remembers Kazin's name, asks how he's doing. It came to a point that Gardner learned. Kazin learned that Gardner was in a dire living situation. His family's former apartment was riddled with issues. He didn't have a car to drive to work. Gardner says, we wanted to find something affordable. We moved into a low-income area. Got tired of infestations with rats and roaches and all the black mold. Daughters were getting sick. No heat. When it was cold outside, they had to bundle up with a lot of blankets. Horrible conditions. Been in a hotel, a motel for the last eight months. Well, Kazin learned about this. And he wanted to help his friend. So he talks to his parents. Mom? Devante walks or gets a ride to work. I'm gonna start a GoFundMe Folks, this is an eight-year-old kid eight-year-old kid In fact, he'd begged to do this for quite a while and they were kind of reluctant Oh, that's really sweet. What a great idea. You know how we parents can be. Oh, that's so cute kind of patronizing The whole idea was to get a car at first The Gardner mentioned he was looking for one, but those plans put on hold. With his mom's help, Kazin aimed to raise a modest amount of $500 for Gardner. They posted the GoFundMe titled, Help Devante Get a Family Car, February 18th. (laughs) So simple. Hi, my name is Kazin. I'm eight years old. That's what it says in the GoFundMe description. Devante is a hard-working dad with two little girls and a wife. Dedicated worker. Has to walk or get a ride to work every day. He explains Gardner was looking for a decently priced car. The Hunter family wants to get Gardner's family into a clean rental property. He's one of the most joyous and positive people you ever meet. Always greets us with the biggest smile. I hope your heart is as big as mine, and you'll help me spread in kindness in the world. Any amount helps. <laughs> this... I'm serious. I love this. It's so cute. The GoFundMe, it started out pretty slow as more attention was raised. Guess what? The amount skyrocketed. Keep in mind, started out at $500. Last word, $66,000. This is so cool. They thought, you know, they might get $5,000, get a pretty decent car. No idea this was going to happen. By the way, Gardner is now signed a lease on a two-bedroom apartment thanks to his little friend, moving into his apartment very soon and getting a family sedan or a minivan, but plans to save the rest of the money for his kids. Positive young kid, a huge heart. And I'm so thankful he came into my life. Don't you love this story? What a blessing. What a blessing. I told you I put a smile on your face. Stay with us. If you'd like to join the conversation here at the Vince Coakley Radio Program, the GS Plumbing Talk Line eight hundred nine two eleven ten, eight hundred nine two eleven ten, the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven, and on that text line, we begin here. <laughs> this texture in the Upstate said, "You do know what an Arnold Palmer is, right?" Well, of course I do. <laughs> Someone very close to me. Used to drink that all the time. All the time. Ever wonder why leftists are so anxious to kill the truly innocent? But excuse the behavior of absolutely reprehensible and evil people? I don't wonder anymore. <laughs> I'll tell you that much for sure. This texter would like to know, why do you continue to focus on minutia? Zero in on the real existential threat. The likely war with China. And suggest there's someone I interview To talk about this. We've talked about this plenty of times on this program. The threat from China. I've warned repeatedly. I'm very much concerned about the possibility of something happening. Before. The end of this Biden administration in 2025. In fact we'll talk a little bit about that later on. Thank you for sharing that story. The story of the little boy. Helping out. His server at the local Waffle House saw the story about the little boy raising money for Devante and his family. Beautiful and pure story. Wish we could all start a positive story campaign on every network. Imagine all that positivity from every outlet. It's truly more good than evil in this world, but mainstream continues to hide it. Thanks for always finding an uplifting story about pure love. Thank you. It's what this is about. You know, this is so cool. Um, And it's a reminder to you as well, that everywhere I am, I'm thinking about you. Seriously, thinking about ideas and things to share on this broadcast. So, I wanted to put that out there as well. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. I'm going to skip this text for now, and perhaps perhaps we'll address this a little bit later on. One more positive story. I have not seen this yet, but several friends of mine have urged me to do so. Have you seen Jesus Revolution? There are plans to add 100 movie theaters after the success at the box office thus far. This is a big deal. One of the challenges for a lot of Christian movies is getting screens. And when you do so well, after a release that is doing well, that you get even more screens, that's very good. So 100 additional movie screens for this weekend. The Kingdom Story Company announced... We've added 100 new theaters for the weekend. The audience reaction has blown us all away. We're thrilled to bring Jesus Revolution to more cities. It tells the true story. of The hippie Jesus movement in the late 60s, grossing 16 million million after its release on 2,475 theaters the opening weekend. That's a great opening, and it's moved now to 2,575 theaters. The film trounced initial box office expectations, beat Hollywood's expectations for the opening weekend, exceeding box office estimates by more than twofold. It's a Christian-based comedy drama starring Kelsey Grammer. Fifteen point nine million dollars the weekend box office at number three. They only expected between six and seven million dollars on the first weekend. Lots of word of mouth pushing this movie. Movie Moviegoers giving it an A-plus cinema score rating. Even winning over some mainstream movie critics who praised the movie's warmth and unexpected sense of humor. 99% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Boy, that's almost unheard of. This is certainly good. And they think one of the other factors, the events at Asbury in Kentucky. In fact, John Irwin, the co-director, said the timing of this with the events at Asbury, they believe, providential. For years, we've been working on the story. We almost got it made, and then COVID got it shut down. There's a divine hand in the timing of the film, the reason we made it thing we've said for years, if it happened then, it can happen now. If it happened once, it can happen again. As the revival, Irwin said, it felt like scenes from the movie. Felt identical. And adding, I just wanted to feel awakening a little bit, renewal. And that's very much what he's felt by what has happened here. So, Jesus Revolution, encourage you to check it out. Everybody I've talked with has spoken favorably about this, and I will be checking it out soon as well. So glad those of you south of the border in the upstate, safe from a tornado, this one in Lawrence County, this happened on Friday, according to the National Weather Service. EF1 tornado, winds 100 miles an hour, 21 miles, 50 yards, according to the National Weather Service. 7.15 p.m. in northern Lawrence County and southern Spartanburg County. Down some trees west of Gray Court. Uh, but again, fortunately, no injuries associated with this so uh, very much thankful for that another local story i want to touch on before we delve into some other things after the break what do you think of a lower blood alcohol limit well this is apparently something that's making its way through the north carolina house According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, someone dies in an accident involving a driver under the influence every 45 minutes in North Carolina. Legislators are looking to pass a bill to bring more awareness on this issue to keep drunk drivers off the road. House Bill 148 seeks to lower the blood alcohol limit from .08 to .05. Wow. The man who introduced this, Mike Clampett, says 0.05 reduces and is identified at reaction time. Your inhibitions are reduced. Your depth perception changes to where the car in front of you is actually probably closer than you realize. 200-pound man drank two beers, then immediately got behind the wheel. That driver's BAC, blood alcohol content, 0.05. By the way, the legal limit is .08 in every state except for Utah. They changed theirs to .05 several years ago, and a federal study shows the rate of deadly crashes has actually dropped there, and alcohol less of a factor in crashes. What do you think about this? This could save North Carolinians thousands of dollars in hospital bills and insurance costs. What do you think about this? .05. Stay with us.
0: This is the Vince Coakley radio program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing Talk Line at 800 928 1110. That's 800 928 1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307. Now back to Vince. And over so on that text line,
2: <laughs> a little bit later on. I'll respond to some of you and some of your messages on the text line. Those of you who sent those messages will know what I mean shortly. Wow, Vince, thank you for sharing that story about the little boy and his favorite server. It actually brought a tear to my eye. Or maybe it's the allergies. Yeah, it's the allergies. <laughs> Have a wonderful day and week. Why is no one talking about Ralph Norman's endorsement of Nikki Haley? Time for him to go. Oh, come on. Can I just appeal to you, folks, to not be so shallow? Yes, I said shallow. Ralph Norman has an otherwise exemplary voting record. That's vital. No, I'm not a big fan of Nikki Haley. At some point, I'd love to talk to Ralph about this endorsement, but you know what? On balance, it's not the thing I'm most concerned about. I'm more concerned about someone who has courage. Has he not demonstrated that courage back during the vote for speaker? And already some of you ready to throw him under the bus over this? I mean, what actual harm would actually actually do? We're going to talk a little bit later on about poor Nikki Haley. I mean, this woman has no chance, no chance, zero. Ah, oh, boy. Isn't it amazing? Congress has figured out China might be a threat. Well, imagine that. Love him or hate him, Donald Trump has been warning anyone who had listened of that fact since the early 80s, far before he went into politics. I can't believe some, someone actually in the text line asked me, what is the Asbury thing? Well, it has been described by some as a revival. They had a service that was going on really for weeks, continuously. And it had been moved off campus. Don't know about the status of this thing now. What do you think of a movie like Passion of the Christ? I enjoyed it. I hear it's getting a sequel. Hmm. Intriguing. On the DWI change, possibly down to point oh five, away from point oh eight. Why do they give a crap about DUI? When they don't care that people can throw rocks and Molotov cocktails at cops and nothing happens. Vince, anyone with a commercial, stri- commercial driver's license, alcohol level is .02. Wow. Jeff writes in, here's to hoping that between the Revival Kentucky, the Jesus Revolution movie, and current world events, more and more people will be- become hungry for the gospel. Our only hope is in Christ Jesus. Jeff, you are correct about that. Another person here mentioning the BAC, .04 for truck drivers, whether in a big truck or personal vehicles. I think it's a great idea to lower the BAC, but I think cops need to be more helpful in getting people home safe. As in, if a person is walking or sitting in a car, help them instead of persecuting. Oh, okay. This person, Chris out of Shelby, please give the Gardner-Webb Running Bulldogs Women's Basketball Team a shout-out for winning the Big South Championship. There it is. There is your shout-out. And I'm laughing at a text now that I will address a little bit later on. (laughs) This is going to be uh, very entertaining to say the least very very entertaining one of the things i've uh always appreciate is the ongoing conversation and interaction we're able to have on the text line and i tell you all the time it's not always people who agree with me i'm entertained by the detractors as well and uh We'll address one of those coming up in just a few minutes. On Nikki Haley, this texture says, Nikki, clearly running for vice president, which is probably the case. Very, very likely. We mentioned China a few minutes ago. We had a texter very concerned about this issue not getting the attention that it probably deserves. The defense minister in Taiwan, in fact, is warning they're on alert for a sudden entry by the Chinese military in areas close to the territory amid rising military tensions across the Taiwan Strait. China's actually stepped up military activities around Taiwan in recent years, including almost daily Air Force incursions into the island's air defense identification zone. That is certainly not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. And I thought this was rather ominous. Sometimes when our adversaries are intending something very devious, very dangerous for us, they will come and say, you know what, We let's have a peace deal. The idea is for you to negotiate away something and give them what they want. Reuters reporting China... Proffers peaceful reunification. Taiwan pushing back. Respect our democracy. The Chinese Premier. Talking about peaceful reunification with Taiwan on Sunday. As well as resolute steps to oppose Taiwan independence. Now as you know China claims that Taiwan is theirs. And military activity is a step You know, it's certainly stepped up in recent years. And now, responding to calls about collusion between Taipei and Washington, we're the ones who supply most of their arms. In August, China staged war games around Taiwan in response to a visit by Nancy Pelosi. The Chinese premier saying that Beijing stands by the one China principle, stating that Taiwan is part of China, not threatening any military action here yet. The government should implement our party's policy for resolving the Taiwan question and take resolute steps to oppose Taiwan independence and promote reunification. Why are they talking about this? We should promote the peaceful development of cross-strait relations and advance the process of China's peaceful reunification. As you know, the Taiwanese people, they have no interest in China whatsoever. I think this is something we better watch very carefully. Because after these offers of a peaceful reunification, I think what's next is a surprise attack that's my concern what do you think about this and are we ready are we ready for whatever stay with us of the text line about china this person certainly gets it vince i'm in total agreement what china says is not an offer to taiwan it is a threat yes it is in reference to the bac lowering it to 0.05 if the legal blood alcohol driving limit does get dropped to 0.05 should i expect my phone to start blowing up or my social media accounts For that matter, for people requesting a designated driver, anybody who knows me knows I rarely drink. And the DWI can mess your record up for a long period of time. It sure can, Jeff. Pretty ugly. Off topic, Vince, but the media always paints Russia as the enemy. No one ever talks about the similarities and also differences in the religion, the country's practice. I think it could help hmm and some of you from the upstate who are making comments and raising some questions that will be addressed coming up in just a few minutes so be patient very patient patience will pay off (laughs) let's talk about 2024 can I start with uh, for musical Monday start with some music I think you'll appreciate this I think this is one of the most moving pieces of audio that I you can possibly listen to I want you to listen not just with your ears but with your heart and I'm especially thrilled by the fact this is a black man who genuinely loved America I want you to listen to just this short piece of Ray Charles singing America the Beautiful. Listen up. I'm talking about
0: America, sweet America, you know.
2: that song just get all over you America the beautiful and i've only played the part the chorus parts and i've played this for a very special reason i want to read those lyrics again for you America America god shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea i want to break down those words for a little bit before we go to break and in the next hour, I'm going to tell you why I'm sharing this particular song and these lyrics. I do believe that what we experience here in the United States of America is primarily because of God's grace. Yes, we can look at some human beings who were involved in the process of our Constitution, the pilgrims coming to the New World, uh, so many people. But at the end of the day, the blessings we experience, I give glory first and foremost to God, our creator. He shed his grace on thee. Those of you who are Christian understand grace is unmerited favor. In other words, I didn't do a darn thing to deserve this. How many of you can stand here today and say you're here in America enjoying the fruits of our liberty because of something wonderful you did it's not true we've been graced with this graced therefore what follows from grace is once you receive grace guess what your true heart should be to extend that grace to others next line in this song and crown thy good with brotherhood there's a connection here It's the grace that gives us the ability to have that brotherhood that goodwill among people From sea to shining sea God's grace we receive it we extend it And I'm gonna tell you this country will not survive without it Those two things God's grace Brotherhood God's grace brotherhood. I'm gonna tell you why I brought this up coming up in the next hour because this is very very important for the future of our country then much more hour number two straight
0: ahead stay with us this is the vince coakley radio program
1: life is full of things to manage your work your family your plans and your treatment consider Kisimta ofatumumab 20 milligram injection you can take it yourself from the comfort of home if you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kisimta and check out the details at Kisimta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
0: From the heart of the Carolinas, an independent voice for liberty, an oasis of sanity and civility, a breath of fresh air. This is the Vince Coakley radio program.
2: Hour number two of our broadcast, and this texture. Saying, so far, the best version of America the Beautiful ever. Ray put his heart and soul into that song. That he did. Another person simply saying, amen, Vince. Also this. Thank you, Vince, for your exposition on that rendition of America the Beautiful by the wonderful Ray Charles. So many people miss the true meaning. Of the lyrics in that if this country doesn't totally repent and turn back to God immediately I'm very worried the Lord may soon lift his hand of grace and mercy in the protection it provides from us God help us if that should ever happen take care amen to that sentiment amen I have a uh, very brief comment to make f- to you, and this is especially pertinent to those of you in the upstate. So I'm asking that you listen very closely so you are aware of something that will happen very soon. A lot of people do not know this, but this broadcast, the Vince Coakley radio program in its present form, started several years ago on WRD 1063, WRD in Greenville, South Carolina. had the opportunity to fill in for Russ Castle a legend on this radio station WRD fill in opportunities turned into a regular radio show a weekend show and ultimately in this time slot 10 to noon Monday through Friday I have a great deal of appreciation for the management that chose to give me this opportunity and it's been a great ride the adventure picked up momentum years ago when WBT came under the same ownership so I suggested hey why not simulcast this broadcast on both stations that came to pass within a year however at the end of 2020 the company that owned both stations traded off WBT therefore we've not been under the same umbrella for a little over two years I want you to listen carefully to what I share here, because I'm only going to communicate this one time. Here are the implications of what happened from there. Since the ownership separation, I have not been a party to any arrangements for WRD to carry this broadcast. Zero. And I recently learned that Odyssey Greenville has essentially aired this broadcast for free. For more than two years. And I made the determination I was no longer willing to work for free. And attempted to initiate good faith discussions to change that. Odyssey, Greenfield decided not to negotiate, but simply end our relationship. Bottom line, March 17th will be the last day for this broadcast on 106.3 WRD. I want to thank all of you listening in the upstate for your support over the years. I thoroughly love and appreciate every single one of you. Even those of you who disagreed with me. For those of you listening on News Talk 1110 WBT, nothing will change. Absolutely nothing. We will keep it moving. Just sadly, without our our friends in the upstate. So, thought I would put it out there. So this will not come as a surprise to any of you who are listening on 106.3 W.O.R.D. A couple of responses, and this is what I made reference to in the last hour that I was amused by because there's already been an announcement in the upstate. <laughs> this texter saying, I'm so happy 106.3 is getting rid of you, Vince. Maybe now we can get a real conservative another person saying sorry to hear WRD is dropping your show you will be missed see I don't mind sharing the good the bad and the ugly so it's now out there I want to continue where I left off in the last hour I share with you those powerful words in America the Beautiful that song and the rendition from Ray Charles. Oh my goodness, it is absolutely powerful, isn't it? So why did I mention this? It came to mind over this weekend. And I'll tell you why it came to mind. Because I very much believe in grace. I very much believe that if if we have any hope for a positive future for America, It's got to be steeped in grace, steeped in love. There's no place for vengeance, no place for retribution, no place for retaliation. And I want to go on record again saying if there is anything anyone's promoting along those lines, whether it's a political campaign, Black Lives Matter, whatever it is. I want nothing to do with it. Zero. Which brings us to the CPAC message from President Donald Trump. By all accounts, I did not watch for reasons I've already described on this program. By all accounts, it was a powerful message. And if Donald Trump were just entering the scene and delivering that message no doubt it would have quite an impact and I might otherwise be receptive But I want you to hear a part of the message that I believe is profoundly disturbing and It's not just disturbing because it's words out of this man's mouth it's disturbing because apparently there are millions of so-called Republicans and conservatives for which this resonates here's Donald Trump just a portion of his message delivered at CPAC listen up
3: and if you put me back in the White House their reign is over their reign will be over and they know it
0: and America will be a free nation once again we're not a free nation right now we don't have free press we don't have free anything in 2016 I declared I am your voice. Today I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not going to let this happen. Not going to let it happen.
2: I am your retribution. And this is one of the primary things I'm concerned about. For 2024 and beyond. I have no interest whatsoever in retribution. Zero. I look at it this way. You've heard all the stories about fentanyl. How only a small amount can kill. You know, you can take a really good medicine. A good medication. A healthy medication. And you can spike it. With fentanyl. It'll kill you. I don't care what other wonderful, positive things are being offered in a political message. If you put bitterness, anger, resentment, and, yes, retribution in it, it's poison. And the sad thing is, it's killing the people who are promoting and receiving the message first. That, that is my big concern. Let's get back to America the Beautiful. God's grace and brotherhood. Stay with us. (laughs) You know, I just love this text line. For those of you, by the way, who have... Sent in very, very heartfelt messages of support. I absolutely appreciate it. Very kind of you to do so. I have fun with the nasty ones, like this one. Vince, I'm just happy the people in the upstate no longer have to be brainwashed by your lies. Maybe the greatest president, Donald Trump, can finally speak the truth and clean up the damage you've caused. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This text is saying Trump's retribution is against the deep state that controls this country and the evil that flourishes under woke liberalism. Let me just say something. I'm just I've said this before. I'll say it again. First off, you are putting words in his mouth. This has never been about a system. This has been personal. This man spent four years in the White House. And, And let me just say. Because this is really important someone was asking me how could you really how could you really do the things that you're talking about like getting rid of the deep state you start in administration by saying this government is too freaking big I want Mitch McConnell and at the time was it Paul Ryan I want them to send legislation to me to get rid of these departments and have a list of departments you want shut down in the legislation. I want these leaders of the House and Senate to send me legislation to get rid of the surveillance state. Everything that's been done post 9-11 with the Patriot Act that undermines our personal freedoms... I want it gone. I want that legislation within 90 days. This is how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. You go in, you clean out the State Department. You do it. You don't just talk. See, and I I said this the other day, this is a man who loves to have, and he must have, a foil. This is how he keeps people on his side. He preaches against this and this and this and that. At the end of the day, how much was done against the so-called deep state? Nothing. Nothing. Not a thing was dismantled. You had four years to do that. Now, I'm not endorsing anybody. But look at legislation that has been passed in Florida, for instance, protecting parents' rights in their education. Legislation. See, I'm interested in tangible activity that's going to stand, not rhetoric. There's a whole lot of people. This person says rhinos like McConnell and Ryan would never do that. They will never get it done. This is where you pull their freaking pants down before the American people. You called them out. This is what Ronald Reagan did. He went over the heads of the politicians, even with Democrats in control, and he got it done. That's the point I'm making. By the way, a texter... Whoever sent this text, you are right on the money. You've identified something else that went through my mind. Vince, there shall be no other gods before me. You know what you kept hearing over and over and just in that short clip? I am, I am, I am. Who keeps saying I am over and over again? You know, there is the great I am who is Jesus. Who kept saying I will, I will, I will. To harken back to a Saturday Night Live character. I don't know. Who could it be? Could it be Satan? I'm serious, folks. Somebody who's saying I am? I mean, that sounds creepy to me. It really does. It sends messianic vibes. It really does. I am. I am this to you. I am that to you. Folks, this is straight out of... Demonic territory. I know that's going to be offensive to some of you. It is But anyway I wanted to get that out there Here's the dictionary definition of retribution punishment inflicted on someone as vengeance for a wrong or criminal act vengeance there's no place for that. See, this is what, and this is what I so appreciated about Rush, because there was there was never any of that. There's a lot of humor. There was never a desire to quote punish our enemies. This kind of talk, the winsome personality, the desire to win people with ideas and values, folks, that's gone down the toilet and many of us are are showing the same kinds of mindsets and attitudes that we see on the left. I want to share a couple of social media posts. Dave Stoller said this, I can't buy what Trump is selling. Mexico is going to pay for the wall. That type of speech. David Daniel Horowitz, Daniel Horowitz, our friend Who needs to revisit us some time in this program? I've almost never disliked a single Trump speech in eight years. That's why there's nothing new for me today. It's the personnel and policy that matter and haven't changed. I can blind myself and pretend like he's a brand new person that never served before. But reality is a strong drug. That it is. And then we have this. Daily Beast reporting, former President Donald Trump back in the lab brainstorming nicknames for his political opponents, and he just might have found another winner. According to reporting from Bloomberg, Trump is buckling down trying to come up with a perfect taunt for his presumptive 2024 primary rival, Governor Ron DeSantis. One of the front runners, are you ready for this, folks? Tiny D.
0: Yes.
2: Yes. This simple yet potent shot at his adversary's um, masculinity, apparently being floated among other possibilities, including Ron Dishonest, Ron (laughs) De-establishment. These latter options are more reminiscent of Trump's belabored attempt to brand the Florida governor, Ron De-Sanctimonious, which was regarded even by some Trump backers as a flop. Though DeSantis, not yet officially entered the running, he's already receiving glowing coverage, From right-wing media outlets and support from many Republicans looking to leave Trump behind. This is so infantile. It really is. Tiny D. So if you hear that in the coming days, you'll know. (laughs) You heard it first here. Tiny D. Still to come on the broadcast. Why one person is declaring Nikki Haley's candidacy dead on arrival. We'll tell you what happened at CPAC this weekend. Also, some polling. Polling in a couple of states. Some people who may jump into the race and what they think about this. And a uh, name that some might describe as royal that may enter the presidential contest. Boy, this one will get a lot of attention. That much more as we continue.
0: Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing Talk Line at 800 928 1110. That's 800 928 1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307. Now back to Vince.
2: And back on the broadcast, I want to quickly get to these items beginning with this. Imagine you're Nikki Haley. And here you are after your speech, talking to reporters, and you hear this from people around you. Nikki Haley. They're shouting, we love Trump. (laughs) This... This is really hilarious. It is. She's trying to have a news conference after her CPAC speech. Nikki Haley. Poor thing. Bless her heart as we say in the South. Her speech on Friday delivered to a small crowd of Republican attendees as she was leaving after giving her remarks. That's when the Trump supporters kicked in with their praise for the former president. Um. Yeah, what do you say to that? It's kind of funny. Rick Wilson putting out on Twitter. And this is the reason I looked this up, by the way. Sounds like Nikki's campaign ended today. (laughs) Let's take a look at what's happening in a couple of other states related to 2024. A new poll from... Roanoke College showing Ron DeSantis easily defeating President Biden in Virginia, a state where Republicans have recently just given up on presidential races. That's a positive sign. DeSantis leading Biden, Biden among registered voters by 5 percentage points, 48 to 43. Trump, on the other hand, trails Biden 47 to 46. The Washington Examiner saying the idea a Republican presidential candidate could be competitive in Virginia is definitely revolutionary. Worth mentioning, this isn't just a five-point lead. This is a five-point lead over an incumbent president whose support for re-election is all the way down at 43%. These numbers should have Biden staffers panicking. Biden's approval rating in Virginia is 38 percent, 56 percent disapprove. I want you to keep in mind, mainly what drives the blue aspect of Virginia is that area around the nation's capital. And if you have a 56 percent disapproval in Virginia, you got a problem, a big one. Despite Biden's low approval, Trump still trails him. His favorable rating in Virginia is even worse than Biden's. 33%. 58% unfavorable. Here's the problem. Even if DeSantis is the better general election candidate, Virginia Republicans are still going with Trump. The same poll from Roanoke shows Trump leading the field 39%. DeSantis second place at 28. Not a huge lead, but it's substantial. By the way... 27% of Virginians think the country's headed in the right direction. 55% think Virginia is headed in the right direction. That speaks well to the popularity of Governor Glenn Youngkin. He barely registers in the presidential contest with 5%. He's the top second choice for Republicans at 25. His favorability rating in his home state, net positive 17 points, 52 to 35. That's really good. Really good. And then we go to the all-important state of New Hampshire. You've heard a lot of this guy lately. The governor of New Hampshire on Meet the Press yesterday. And we have a couple of pieces of audio to share with you. One of them, raising the question, would you... As in Chris Sununu, would you make the pledge, especially if you're running for office for president yourself, would you support the nominee? Listen up.
3: Yeah, look, I, I'm a lifelong Republican. I'm going to support the Republican nominee. When you look at what's coming out of the White House, it, it isn't Democrat policies. It's real left-wing, extreme agenda-type stuff that is not in the best interest of this country. And I have no doubt that any solid Republican is, is would be better than than uh, than what comes out. As far as former President Trump, I think he's going to run. Obviously, he's in the race. He's not going to be the nominee. That's just not going to happen. Um, and so I think there's a lot of opportunity to bring forward what the, yeah. the Republican Party—not what we were not yesterday's leadership or yesterday's story um, or, or crying about what happened in November of 22, but what we're going to bring to the table and get done tomorrow. That's what America is looking for. And so I'm really confident that whoever comes out uh, of the Republican nomination process is uh, is going to lead this country and, and will be able to deliver a win in 24. And I'll back them. The other
2: piece, uh, Chuck Todd raised the question, is Donald Trump? Presenting himself now as an outsider. Is that what he's doing in creating a lane for himself? Uh, Listen up.
3: I think the former president has his own lane. He doesn't need to carve anything. He's an absolute known commodity uh, to every American in this country, right? There's very few people that are on the fence, whether they're with him or not with him or whatever it might be. So uh, I, I'm not, I don't, I think he just has his lane. And then there's everyone else, which is a, a vast majority of the party that's looking for an alternative. Right now, if the election were today, Ron DeSantis would win in New Hampshire. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Uh, I think Ron DeSantis would win in Florida. So um, he's, I think the former president is trying to find a path. To be back that that leading voice of the party, I think a lot of us are, uh, you know, that that potentially may get in the race, want to have something to say about the direction of that conversation. But yeah. um, look, I, again, thank you for your service. We're moving on. Uh, I just don't believe the Republican Party is going to say that the best leadership for America tomorrow is yesterday's leadership. That doesn't make any sense. That is not in our DNA as Americans. Yeah. It's kind of the antithesis of the American spirit to settle for yesterday's news. We want the next generation, the next big idea, and that's what we're going to deliver.
2: And I hope he's right. And I want to make it very clear, I'm not endorsing anybody here. By the way, I hope it's not him, As I understand it. This guy, Sununu, is a pro-choice Republican. Of course, I stay incorrected if that is indeed not the case. A name you may hear for 2024. How about Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Fox News reporting he's thinking about launching a Democratic challenge to Joe Biden for 2024. He's already said his wife approves. I'm thinking about it. Yes, I've passed the biggest hurdle. My wife has green lighted it. This is what Kennedy told a crowd in New Hampshire on Friday. Kennedy's wife, actress Cheryl Hines, attending the speech, the New Hampshire Institute of Politics, which, for nearly a quarter of a century, has been a must stop at the Granite State for potential or actual White House contenders. By the way, he's the son of the late Senator Robert F. Kennedy, the nephew of JFK, describing himself as a lifelong Democrat and has faced criticism for his activism against the COVID 19 vaccine. Boy, that would be interesting to have a Kennedy back in the contest. Stay with us. Final stretch. uh, The Vince Coakley radio program. You know, I get the biggest kick out of my detractors, like this one. And this person got the wrong date, by the way. Do you have to wait until the 28th? Or is there any way for you to leave the air early, like today? (laughs) I love this let's go down to this let's see here Trump is a juvenile well I can't say the word on air Nikki Haley bless her heart nothing no way no just no she was a trash governor a trash ambassador what makes you think she'll be anything other than a trash president Vince I've been playing what you shared on loudspeakers ever since I first heard your show we love Trump Vince Sununu is a globalist rhino, just like his old man. Opposing slogan, who knew? Sununu. (laughs) That's pretty clever. Sorry, Vince. Can't you see the RNC is set up to ensure 2016 never happens again? I know you hate Trump. At the end of the day, he is... Where did the rest of this message go? Oh. The only ball that can smash that China shop in Washington and that China shop needs to be smashed into oblivion. Uh Aha. And I remind you again, I do not hate Trump. I do not hate anybody. Please stop using the language of liberals. We've got to cut this out. Really do. Since I wouldn't mind an RFK Jr. challenge to Brandon and his Clown World Freak Show. That would be so fun to watch. You know, relatively youthful candidate with that name. Boy, that would be interesting. You know what they would hammer him on. The vaccine issue. It's not just COVID. He has been anti-vaccine for years. He's one of the biggest anti-vaccine advocates on the planet. Vince, you had me at the end of my seat when you talked about a big name for 2024. I feared you would say Michelle Obama. Woo, my fear for 2024. The Republican Party may be too fractured to win. That is from Jeff. Something no one talks about. I'm a Trump supporter, and if he's not the nominee, I will not vote for DeSantis. I like him. We'll vote for him in 2028. Hmm. Just a sampling of some of the items here on the text line. Let's go out to Chris. How are you doing today? Are you there by chance?
0: Uh, this Chris? Yes, you. Who else? Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't sure.
2: <laughs> uh, let's take a look at uh, the day in history. We begin the year 1521. I'm not sure if I have posed this question in this way to you before. But this person discovered Guam. He's a person a a modern GPS device is named after. One of the less popular ones. I've never had one. Uh, Do you know the brand? The guy who discovered I'm, Guam. I'm going
0: to know it when you say it. There's Magellan. I'm, there you go.
2: Magellan. 1899. This was patented by Felix Hoffman, a scientist for Bayer. Uh, This is recommended for people to take every day if they've had heart attacks. Uh, Bear spray? I'm going to beat you senseless.
0: Aspirin. (laughs) I'm going to need aspirin for the the, the beating senseless.
2: Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Give me some aspirin, not bear spray. Aspirin is correct. There's a guy, his name is Clarence Birdseye. And we had this going on sale at a retail level for the very first time. Uh, Very often, they're in bags. Um, But what went on sale for the very first time because of uh, what we were able to do to keep things super, super duper cold?
0: Uh, Frozen vegetables.
2: Frozen foods. Yeah, this was the first time on a retail level. 1930 was the year for that. Uh, 1950, we had the introduction at the Toy Fair in New York City of Silly Putty. 1971 the osmonds topped the pop charts with one bad apple i have no idea what that song is it was
0: it was about rebellion i believe i don't
2: remember the tune at all it just doesn't come back to me
0: one bad apple
2: 1981 this uh legend of a news anchor signed off of cbs for the final time 1981 walter cronkite walter cronkite indeed 1981 this guy didn't play around When it came to uh, dealing with federal workers, he announced a plan to get rid of 37,000 of them. 1981, who was president at the
0: time? It was Ronald Reagan, and were they air traffic controllers? Is that the same
2: thing? I think this may have been different. This was part of a cost-cutting move, I believe. But uh, that was a big, uh, big deal, certainly, at that time. And last but not least, Rebecca Spade of Nebraska... Do you remember what she sold that allegedly looked like George Washington for $8,100 on eBay? It was a potato chip, wasn't it? No, no it was a McNugget. Oh! What is what is wrong with people? Hey, that's 80... Martha Washington. What's... <laughs> $8,100? That's just silly.
0: I hope it was tasty.
2: Yeah, it should have been. Well, I would <laughs> hope they would preserve it. And maybe try to find another sucker to sell it for a higher price. You don't have to preserve a McNugget. You
0: don't (laughs) have to
2: preserve it. it, You don't have to work at it. It'll preserve itself. (laughs) Thanks very much for joining us on the broadcast today. Uh, Love every single one of you. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Adios.
0: This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.